0: Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin Be'ez'z Hashem, BPW, number 7. That's the me uh group for women, Sheer, number 7. Uh, we're going to talk about, um, from the book Marriage Secrets by Leah Richheimer. for chapter 3, which is entitled The Governor's Wife, starts out with an interesting anecdote, which is well known about a governor, that the governor of Texas was driving his car down the highway, pulled over by a gas service station, I guess it was one of those where the guy actually does the gas for you, so he ordered the, the, the gas, and the, the, the wife of the, of the governor, for strange reason, started to hunch over and picking at her shoes and at the floor mat, floor mat of the car and didn't look up the whole, when the, as the whole transaction was taking place, which is a very unusual behavior for her, and they resumed their trip and then the wife sat straight again and the governor turned to his wife with a smile and said you know i know why, what was going on by the gas station his wife answered yeah really you know governor says yes uh, you were engaged before we were you were engaged before we got married correct and she goes yes correct and then the governor says let me guess that gas attendant that was doing the gas for us was your fiance you were engaged to him uh, was he And the wife says, you're unbelievable, you hit the mark, you're absolutely right. So the governor, being full of himself a little bit, says, let me guess something else. You were probably sitting there thinking that, wow, if I would have married that man, I would be living here out of nowhere in Texas, and I'd be a wife of a gasoline attendant. Was that what you're thinking? And the wife shook her head and said, no, dear, that's not what I was thinking. And the governor was confused, says, then what, what were you thinking? And the wife says, I was thinking, wow, if I would have married that gasoline attendant, he would have been the governor of Texas right now. So you see from here, it's a cute anecdote. But the truth is, is that um, the power of influence is great all around in the world. And husband to wife, wife to husband. But there is a special, unique kayach of the influence of a wife on her husband to build him up in the most unbelievable way, and and that is something that is very true, brought down through Chazals, when you talk about the history of the women in Mitzrayim, and the women uh, in the Midbar, and so on and so forth, all through generations, this could be easily, easily proven. Now, the thing is, though, in order to do this and to influence your husband the right way, he needs to be... A priority in your life and which is hard in our generation where there's so much stress again we are talking here uh, about a situation where the marriage is overall good just regular flaws husband having normal flaws wife having normal flaws and the truth is is because we're so busy in life and hectic and taking care of the kids or whatever we're doing to put your priority on your husband's needs and putting him on top of the list is, is difficult sometimes they usually fall to the bottom of the list And again i know maybe i'm over repeating myself this so i truly apologize for doing so but because i am a male talking to females right now about a sheer given to women on the importance of putting your husband up on top priority so i have to reiterate the points that i said that first of all that I do stress the opposite end on the other side of the mechitza very much, that the wife has to be the top priority of the husband. That's number one. And number two is is that it's important to get to, basically I'm just saying the truth of the matter, the MS what it is. I'm just being a shliach to it. And you have, as an audience, the maturity and understanding to know how to apply it and what is truth and what is not truth. Point being, though, is that it's difficult. How, you know, the husband walks into the house and very often the wife being busy, normal, understanding, and understandably busy. And you view the husband coming into the house with him talk, you're talking and wanting supper and this and that. That's another interruption of your laundry list of what has to get done. And or, you know, you say, oh, he's here. Now he could help me with this and that. Now the truth is he sp- he should help. If you're overwhelmed and you have a lot of stuff on your plate and he walks in and you really need his help, yes. You ask his help. That's a separate issue. But my main point, though, is is that our marriage priorities dropped off the list. And it is very hard uh, to have a strong marriage when that is the case, although it's very understandable that this takes place. Because ultimately he'll feel neglected and he feels he's at the bottom of the list and the truth is, is, you know, that he sees his dinner being plopped down at the table and then he she runs out and so on and so forth. So there needs to be a deep understanding of men that very often they'll deny because we want to call it macho-ness, male pride. Uh, whatever you want to call it, they're not going to admit this, they're not going to acknowledge it publicly or even privately to you, possibly, but they really have this emotional need to connect with their wives, but they're not going to admit on that. They'll admit physically they're attracted or they want things and so on and so forth, but on an emotional level that they need that nourishment emotionally, they will usually not acknowledge it, although it's 100% true. And she brings down, which is true. The husbands are like trees; that they need to be watered and nourished, otherwise they'll shrivel. So the key behind this, which this governor's wife knew, is that you prioritize, and when we prioritize in an incorrect way, that's a stumbling block in our marriage. Now the question is, so she brings a good point over here. Let's give an example here. Let's say you're taking care of a lot of young kids, all underneath the age of eleven. Okay, you have some kids are in the bathtub being bathed now, almost bedtime, and one's running around with this, and then the, the the and then with the other one is needs this and that, and you're all over the place, and the husband runs in, you know. So. It's not practical, and it's impossible to give your husband attention, and he should understand this, and he probably does understand it. That's not, uh, you know, you're not uh, you expected to drop everything that you're in the middle of doing. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. But what does help is even if you will yell out to him, you know, when you hear him come in, he says hello, Whatever you hear him, you say, sorry, I can't come to you. I'm busy with the, with the kids in the, by the bathing and this and that. Give me 15 minutes, and, and I'll be there. And and that alone, that acknowledgement alone does wonders. You're not ignoring him, you're not... And, and then when you're done with that crazy busy- busyness and it gets calm after 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, things under control, then you go back and then you talk to your husband and have a wonderful conversation with him and so on and so forth. And um, she brings down from Reb Vital that's quoted by Reb Wolbo in his Kuntush Hasanim, But I never saw it. Someone actually emailed me, you know, when I said this once, uh, where is the source in Rav Chaim Vital's Svarim itself? I wasn't able to find it directly there. But Revolbo clearly states that Rav Chaim Vital does say this, that the major schar of a person, Noylam Abba, is determined by the treatment of his spouse, how he treats his wife on the husband's side, how she treats her husband on the wife's side. And that's a very important thing to remember. And um, the Rambam says that the closest relationship to a man is 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 his wife, and she asked her Rav also the most the most closest relationship is a husband and a wife. Why? Because Hashem created them as one. However, you want to learn the Chazal of what that one means, but Hashem created them as one, and they have that unique connection that no one else has. In a letter she brings down that's that someone a, a- Rav wrote to someone who had Shalom Bayas issues, that he wrote her that since you are special in Achnas Earchim, she invites guests all the time, she does that wonderfully. So he he wrote to her, Why don't you fulfill the mitzvah of Achnas with your husband? Bring him close, love him, value him. Because Achnas Earchim with your husband has the first priority over the Achnas Archim of anyone else. Rav Ram Pam Zeche Tzalek used to sti- quote the stipler, who used to say that raising good children, a good chinech, is 50% tefillah and 50% shalom bayis. That's a very, very profound statement. I will pre- repeat it. The stipler, Rav used to quote saying that raising good children is 50% tefillah and 50% shalom bias. And Reb Simcha Wasserman, he gave a speech once, and he said that if a if if a home is a place of peace and happiness, then the products, who are the children, will be happy as well. Because Shalom Bayis is the foundation of Chinech HaBanim, and should be given the utmost importance in one's life. So that is extremely important. You should realize that when you are putting your husband on the top of your priority list, you are actually giving the best gift that you could possibly give to your children, and I say this on the other side of Mechitza all the time, the greatest gift you can give your children is the way you treat your wife, you treat your wife with a special respect, and it's very, very important to that. Now, again, I'm not here to quote this book word for word, I just give you a general overview, sometimes I do quote when I feel I need to. She gives an example here by herself that it was very difficult for her in the beginning to practice this. There were times when she was busy, with the house was flying, busy with the kids. Uh, things seemed to be out of control there. And her husband came in, and it it was very, very difficult in the beginning. That practical shift. She knew in her brain, I got to give my husband priority. But she forced herself, and it was very difficult to and and she knew it was a matzo where the kids were safe. It's not like you know if if you are have very young children where if you don't have your eye on them all the time, Khalilah, they'll get into trouble. Then you know that this is not even an option. You gotta watch your kids. You can't you can't you can't be with your husband when he walks in and talk to him when when you think there's a, a danger. You know if your kids are not seen and they need that eye, they need that supervision. And there's nothing to talk about. But obviously this was a case where she knew for sure that everything's fine. There's no sakana of any sort here or maybe some older kid was watching the younger kid. So there was no issue of of, of any danger, Khalilah. It was just a matter of inconvenience. She really wants to get get, get things moving over there. And she forced herself to... Sit down, talk to her husband, and he said, oh, You know, it worked out very nice, but she had acknowledged it was a very hard shift to practically, in a practical way, to start practicing this. And she talks about that it's not so simple sometimes. Let's say your husband and your child want something at the same time. Usually, generally speaking, if there's uh, no urgency on either one, you, d- you do your husband first. And applies is just good practice, by the way, by the Shabbos table as well. The children need to see this. You don't serve the children first, you serve your husband first. Why a husband also does everything in his power to prioritize his wife and then his children. If your your wife, if your husband and your child asks a question the same time to you, you answer your husband first. On the other side of the Michitza, same story. If uh, your, your his wife and a child asks a question the same moment, he responds to his wife first. That is the key. That is priority. Now, sometimes it's complicated because sometimes there's an urgency with the child more than the husband in the particular thing, and vice versa. So it requires common sense, it requires yeshuv it requires trial and error, and you can make mistakes, and it's also fine. But the idea is, is that the message is, is that the more you put your husband on top of your priority list, the more wonderful your marriage will be overall, and the better children you will raise. And that is the greatest chinuch, like we just said. That is the greatest chinuch to give, to your children, when they see that their father, your your husband, is top priority for them, and on the opposite side of the that they see from their from the husband, from their father, that their mother is top priority for them, which means like this: that again, you have a lot of yeah, ta- you have let's say a couple of errands to do. You have your uh, husband's shirts at the cleaners and your daughter's shoes to be repaired. You do your husband thing first, if you can. Now again, if you can't, you can't. Like for example, if you're you're in a you're already in on 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 a public shopping place, and and what your husband needs is two blocks away, and uh, your what your husband needs is fourteen blocks away, you don't have to reroute yourself. You practically speaking, you go to the one that's closer, and then to the one that's further. You know, so so you save time. So, obviously, you use your common sense in such situations, but overall, at least in the mind, that is really a priority. When, when there's, there's a tzara shava equally, then the husband takes the priority, and by the husband, the wife takes the priority. That's a very, very important thing to know as just a change in, in attitude that people don't seem to uh, grasp very often and we take uh you know very often in marriages that's what it is the wife is outside the universe of the of 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 the husband's life and uh and 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 the husband is outside the universe of the wife's life and that's very sad and and that's very counterproductive and that really doesn't help as we talked about many times shalom is the key even if you have parnasa and even if you have other blessings in life without shalom it's 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 extremely painful situation there's nothing more precious to Baruch Hu than shalom that's what he truly wants from us and again people that women that are intelligent and here's a very important thing to know by the way just to tell you in general with when you when two people are living together and they'll see the flaws of the other person and the truth is the more intelligent you are and the more intuitive the more you are, the more the more likely you will see chesraynus. So you will see the flaws of your husband, but but you nevertheless, despite seeing those flaws, that you because you're smart and you see it, it's there. And like I said before, there's times to talk about it at a later point in time. He does, she doesn't address it here and it seems one sided in this chapter where you're always giving your husband priority and you overlook his flaws and everything like that and i will tell you though it's not mentioned here there is a time and there is a place where at some points designated times when things are calm and 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 you both agree that there's a time we talk about it that you talk over things that are bothering you and how to improve. She doesn't write it here, I'm going to see later if she brings it up, but that can't be ignored, that's important too. But in general, in general, we need to overlook flaws not to make a big deal about them, especially normal, healthy, human flaws. And the key really is, is like this, you know, you think about it this way, that um, I was thinking about this, Ramosha Feinstein, for example, People ask them questions. Even Talmidei Chachamim ask them, let's say, a question on a Gemara or a Halacha. I don't, what's, I don't understand this Svarah. And Ramiya sees this person. Here's what they're saying, and he knows in his head, because he's Ramiya, that he's forty-five steps ahead of this person intellectually. Meaning, he grasps that this person has a very limited understanding in the sugyo and the learning that he's in, and Ramiya has a real far-reaching. Real, that, that this person doesn't hop. So what I was always amazed about Ramesha as an example, is no matter who he talked to, he talked with a special sense of respect and covered and with midais taivais and made the person feel like a million dollars, even though he knew that he was 50 steps ahead of this person intellectually in, in the Torah that he knows. But nevertheless, he knew what to do. That's called, in what we talk about in our generation, emotional intelligence. It's, it's not a kunz If you're wise and sharp, that you have this IQ, that you could zoom in and catch flaws and catch mistakes and see errors. That is no big deal. So if you're intelligent, mazel tov, that you're intelligent. The idea is to have emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence meaning that despite the fact that, yes, you do understand all these nuances and flaws, but you have the emotional intelligence and smartness to know how to react properly and to not make a big deal about something, or not to, not to um, mention a negative thing, or to decide on your own, this is Kadai to Overlook. And, when sh- and, and and that's so, so important, sai in chinach and sai in all aspects of life. So, anyway, the key being, though, is how shalom is so important. It brings Mashiach, it's a, it brings, it brings, create the binyin beis amigdash. Rashmuel Kamenetsky used to say, shalom is, is in the world starts with shalom bias. Shalom in the world starts with shalom bias. That is very true. And women in particular have this being as you say, they have particular, this extraordinary power to shape the world around you in a tsunuadika way, in a very subtle, behind the scenes, influential way, like this governor's wife, to bring out the best potential in your husband. And that is really something to always remember and to always know. Then he goes through and about points to ponder here about um the the concept of of not always being 50 50 and not always looking to this is a general rule also that you don't always look to see that they're putting in their share and you're putting in your share now the truth is like i said here's one thing that i'm not saying i disagree with her but I'm. I do say that there's a time and place for it. Where, if let's say husband or wife, it makes no difference which way it is. Where one is putting all the investments in the kaiches in the marriage, and the other one's barely lifting a finger. That um, sometimes you know, then then there is a problem that has to be addressed, and how to address it, uh, we'll talk about. But it needs to be addressed. But we're talking about in general in a marriage where both generally put in their efforts, but it's just that. It's never 50-50. It never is. Sometimes, uh, you know, one puts in the other. And then it's very important not to look over each other's shoulders to see who did more, who did less. You know, and and, and rather just simply do what you can to give as much as you can. And usually what happens is, is you receive double, triple, and more than that in return. But she does say this, and she admitted it to herself, this concept of... Making your husband a priority over your children is hard for many to swallow, but it's the absolute truth, no matter how many children you have. Now, obviously, the question arises, what do you mean? I need to invest my time more in my children than I do in my husband. The children, uh, you know, they they have to be taught. They have to be educated. They have to be taken care of. My husband's an adult. He could do a lot of things on his own. You know, he doesn't need my attention like the children need attention. That may be true. On a practical level, children take a lot more time and effort than your husband does. So it doesn't have to be a lot of time, per se. It could be even 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day uh, on, on, on a busy day. Like, for example, by the way, that's a general truth also when it comes to, let's say someone's a businessman and he has to work, let's say, nine hours a day, that's what he's, he has no choice, and it comes home at home and he's and he only is able to really learn an hour and a half, that's all he could do his all the other chiyuvim his family chiyuvim his taking care of his kids chiyuvim other responsibilities, he could only learn an hour and a half but let's say, let's say that he did that's his maximum what he could do so you're going to ask yourself then what is his priority in life, HaKadosh Baruch or his other work and other things if you look just at the quantity of time, you'll say, hey, yes, it's very nice, he's learning an hour and a half a night on a, on a work night. But in the scheme of things, look at how where most of his life is being spent on, on the work, on the other things. So God is not a priority, HaKadosh Baruch is not a priority. But that is false. When you eatam itam letayra, doesn't mean being k'iveya just in time, it's in the soul. Meaning when this balabas, this work, working person, uh, learns for that hour and a half and realizes in his mind, I'm working because Hashem wants me to work. That's a mitzvah because Hashem requires me. I'm always sticking to other things because I'm a choiv But I'm doing this because this is my priority because I want to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's my main, main purpose to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and I'm doing that. Then that hour and a half defines the whole day that that's really the priority. And the same goes with your your husband, of course. On in a busy normal, I'm talking not talking about Shabbos where or vacation times where it is important to get together and spend more time together, you know, and and work at those times. But I'm talking about regular weekday hectic days. So it is true you're gonna spend maybe eight times, ten times more effort and attention to your children than you will to your husband. That's very normal. But the key is though, if it's a priority that even that 20 minutes, meaning without phones and stuff, but 20 minutes of pure caring and listening and responding back to each other, that is making him a priority over your children, even if your children take more quantitative time. That's a very important concept to understand. Okay, so I'm going to make a copy of the end of chapter 3. He says, keeping a journal points to ponder, but try this at home also. The journal, like, she stresses this, and, you know, I'm, I'm not saying you have to write all this down. How might society have influence to focus on everyone, everything, except your husband? It is true. Society does tend to do that. doesn't mean that you do necessarily. So, you know, if that's not, you never were influenced by society that way, then there's nothing to worry about. Emotional baggage, resistance, and so on and so forth. She goes through that. But the key is, is these four things that he mentions, she mentions here, Put him on priority top list. Is very important. Secret act of kindness for your husband with no thoughts on fearness. Um, jot down things, several things you appreciate about your husband, and increase that. And the last one is to find errors that you need to self-correct on. So that's her exercise for for this week. But the key being again and again, I assure you that on the other side of michita this emphasis. Is also stressed on his priority for his wife over the children and over everything else. It's not really over the children. I don't even like saying that because that is part of Chenechabonim itself. That is a very important thing. And the same goes over here where the shift of, especially people who have a lot of children or have a career, whatever it may be, and nevertheless, the husband has to really be top priority. The Shalom bias needs to be top priority. And if it's not possible to be top priority in time-wise, because of the hecticness of the days, but it has to be in quality-wise, quality time on busy days, quality time, even if it only is 15, 20 minutes. And then indeed, Shabbos and Sundays, if it's easier schedule, or or other days, or planning vacations together, and to do other things that will clearly show that the husband is a priority. And that will help Shalom bayis overall. Um, in individually and b'ez Hashem also in the world. Hatslachem bracha.